Welcome everybody to the Millinery Podcast. It's your boy Dairo here with another episode. And today we're going to discuss debit versus credit. The difference between the two definitions of both. And I'm going to let you off on a little story. I'm going to be as transparent as I can. That happened to me growing up. That had to do with both debit and credit. So let's begin. Welcome everyone to the podcast. I am your host, Dairo. And in this podcast, we'll be talking about you as it relates to personal finance, where financial freedom is a new status quo. Let's give a shout out to any new listeners and a big shout out to all our current listeners. This is The Millinery Matrix. I think it's time to blow this thing everybody in the stuff together. Okay, three, two, one, let's jam. So, okay, let's start by defining debit and credit right and to do that let's go way back right so before we had electronic transactions everything was done in a physical form now in today's day we still use physical form in, in cash and coins right but it's it's very minimum to none right especially with the evolution of technology but back in the day everything handled everything was handled via physical form and all the payments were in physical form where it was gold, silver, copper, linen, um, anything of the sort. But in today's day, right, uh, since we have such advanced technology, everything is ran through an institution or bank, as we call it, right? And debit, debit is basically a record of a transaction, right? So when you swipe your card at a gas station or a Publix, right, you debit that transaction with your bank account so they could go ahead and take that money out of your account. Now, with a debit card, you have to have the funds in the account. So meaning, or obviously, when you run that debit, that transaction, your institution is going to go to your account, pull that money out and approve the transaction. Otherwise, if the funds are not available, it's going to deny that transaction. Okay. So that's what debit is basically some rumors to the fact of you're not able to use debit cards and certain things. It's complete BS, right? Unless there's certain things that you are doing, which I'm not aware of for me example, I haven't used a credit card in seven years. I haven't had the, the need for one, right? Or a credit line for almost seven years now. Everything I've been able to do, I've been doing it with my debit card, right? Um, whether it's renting a car, paying for hotels, anything. Um, and I know one of the biggest argument, it comes with security, right? You get a lot more security when it, when it deals with your credit card than debit card. And I usually fight that back with no, it doesn't. One, just because you shouldn't be putting your finances or your money in places or in websites, transactions that put them at risk. I've never put my money at risk. I don't put my 
credit, my debit card information in any website or any payment form that I don't feel comfortable in. Hence, I've never been hacked or, or my identity has never been stolen. Right now, when it comes to debit and credit, I know one of the arguments of the debit is that most debits don't have perks. Right. But debits aren't meant for perks. Debit is some it's a again, it's a transaction on a statement. Right. Your debit card is just a reflection of your bank account or the amount of funds or money you have available and liquid. Right. So if you have a thousand dollars, that card represents a thousand dollars, nothing more, nothing less. Shouldn't have a perk because you have a thousand dollars. Right. You get the perk when you put it in a savings account where the bank can use it for whatever means. Right. But that's for another topic. Now, when it comes to credit, credit is lending, borrow. That's one thing that when I grew up, nobody really explained. When I was 18, I, I really wanted a credit card. But nobody really explained to me how credit cards work, what were interest, how the interest payment work, and what was the real cause for credit, right? Why do people use credit? Why were, what was the big hype about it? Nobody really explained that to me. I had to kind of find that out by myself. So when I was 18, 19, I had my own bank account through Wachovia at the time. And it was very common at around that time that banks will go to colleges and they would set up little presentations and try to get kids to apply to their cards. Now, mind you, a lot of these kids, they didn't have jobs, no part-time, no full-time jobs. They relied solely on their parent. So how can you expect them to maintain a credit card, a line of credit? So what ended up happening is that um, my parents, they told me I need to build my credit. So if you're my age, I'm a, I'm a millennial. When you grow up, one of the biggest things they tell you, right, as a child is one, go to school, two, build your credit, three, have kids. I know the third one's a little weird one, but that was usually the common ground. All my friends were told the same thing. You have to go to school, graduate college, get your university, get your degree so you don't end up like me. Two, build your score so you could get everything you wanted. And three, have kids so you have a great family. That's what I was taught. So around the age of 19, I believe, I ended up going to my own bank account with Covia to get my first credit card. Hold and behold, I got accepted with a credit line of $1,000. Again, a 19-year-old with a credit line of $1,000 with no job. I was excited. I was irresponsible. Irresponsibly excited. Let's put it that, uh, at that. What did I do with that balance within a three-month period? Because I received that card in the fall by winter, meaning December, Christmas, holidays. I blew the whole entire balance on gifts, not knowing how I was going to pay this back. So, um, by the time I was 21, I believe I already incurred seven 
different credit cards, meaning I had applied and, and got accepted for seven different credit cards from the span of 19 to 2021. I was in debt with credit cards about almost seven to 10 K. This is a, a, an, again, a 19 to 21 year old, a kid, you're a kid, no offense, but you're a kid. You don't know what finances are. You don't know what personal finances. You don't know what economics is, right? We all sleep through that class in high school. And for the ones that do, good for you. You're one step ahead of the game. So needless to say, with those seven credit cards, I basically defaulted on all of them but two. And the only reason I didn't default on those two is because once I, pay, I had the balance paid in full, they actually closed them out on me. They saw me such a high risk that the second I paid it off, they closed my account. Now, something funny happened recently um, because I was trying to prove a point. And I did prove my point. I just I just didn't think it was going to happen like it happened. So move forward in time. And this is something I always tell my family and, and I take it to heart. I follow this rule. Everything you do now is for the person 10 years in the future. Meaning, if the Daryl in the future comes back, right, and they have time traveling, and he comes back and he slaps me in the face, means I did something wrong. If I never see the Daryl from the ten future, from ten years from now, meaning it's meaning I, I did something really good. So to kind of sum that up, I kind of went on a tangent there. Everything you do today is for the person in the future. You set up. It's like. Um, the what do you call those the the rally races with the batons you sprint and you pass that baton that's what you do in life every decade you sprint to pass that baton to the next decade meaning yourself because you're supposed to grow and evolve as the decades pass on right so you're between your 20s and your 50s you go through your 20s you pass a baton to your 30s you go through your 30s you pass a baton to your 40s and so on and so forth so now that I'm in my 30s, right, guess what? The irresponsibilities of those seven credit cards and not being able to pay them back and defaulting on them pay me in the butt now. Um, three or four, three, three of those credit cards sued me and took me to court. That was not fun. Not fun at all. You don't want that. And all because... I was excited. I got into the hype of having credit, like if it was debit, which it wasn't, and not being responsible with my money led me to getting sued three times and going to court three times for credit cards that were almost, what, seven years old now? Seven, almost seven years old. So credit, right? There's a, there's a myth with credit that it states that credit, there's good credit and bad credit. I don't believe in either or. Credit is just a tool. It's the person who uses it, just like a weapon, just like knowledge. You can use knowledge for good and you can use knowledge for bad, but knowledge is a tool. Credit is a tool. I personally don't use credit and don't like credit because I don't need it, but I understand it can be a great tool if used properly. So to the funny coincidence to tie it in, one of those companies, and I'm not going to say who it is, that I defaulted on and took me to court, sent me a pre-approval 
for a credit card. And I wanted to prove that these credit card companies, they don't care. As long as you're able to pay, meaning you'll be a sheep, they don't care how many times you might have defaulted. They'll still keep sending you lines of credit. And guess what? I got accepted for the line of credit. And that kind of shocked me. I, I was really thinking that they weren't going to accept me because, you know, it's not that long ago. And I just paid off that default recently. So I know they have me in the system somewhere. So I, in my head, I was like, I, there's no way they're going to accept me. And, and I got the damn card in my wallet. And so I found that extremely funny. But that, that tells you that Kurt, these companies don't care. They just want your money. All right. That's the bad part of it. But the tool itself, the credit itself, you can use that for many good things. Bad thing is if you grab a credit card to buy a 75 inch TV on a 25% interest because you can't afford it now, meaning you can't debit that transaction. So you rather put it on credit so you can take it home today and then pay almost double of what you would have if you would have just saved up and debited that transaction right that's how um that's how it ended up with me right so now credit is just a tool right you could use it for good you could use it for bad aside from that there's something also called payday loans and let me tell you payday loans are extremely dangerous so for the most of you that don't know what payday loans are is the equivalent of a credit line on a day, on a month, a paycheck to paycheck. Let me say that a payroll to payroll basis. So you go in and you want to request a hundred dollars, right? Cause you need that hundred dollars to pay your light bill. So what happens is that they're going to ask for your information for your employer and how much your salary is. Based on the information they give you, they're going to give you an X amount of money that they're allowed to give out. Once, excuse me, once they, that's decided, you can either take the full amount or you could take anywhere in between. But they charge a 50% interest, 50 to, to 75 when I was there of interest. Mine's was 50% interest. So if you borrowed $100, you have to pay back on your $50. $150 to borrow $100. Save up the other 50 and you have your $100. But I get it. Sometimes times are rough and you need options and some and sometimes those options aren't always the best and critical times things like I said things happen. So once once you um once you decide the loaded amount, they're going to tell you, "Okay, when can you pay this back?" Most of the time, they're going to tell you, one are your paychecks? Your paychecks are so-and-so-and-so. Okay, this amount needs to be paid back on this payroll. So come that payroll, you get paid, you have to pay them back. You sometimes, if you're really tight, can ask them to push for one more payroll, but it's like a whole headache. So what happens? You end up in a cycle. That $100, so let's say your paycheck is $200, it goes from $200 to $150 because now you have to pay back the payday loan. 
but you need those $200 to complete all your bills. So then what happens is that you pay the $50. You have to wait a 24 hour period before you can come back. You go back, you pull up the $50 again, and then you're stuck on that cycle. Why? Because every paycheck, you have to pay that back. And it's not until you increase your income that you're able to pull out of that cycle. And it's a horrible cycle. We're talking about sometimes people pulling $500 to $1,000 and paying that. Imagine $1,000 50%. That's insane. That's robbery. And we're talking about people, day-to-day people, nine-to-five people, paycheck-to-paycheck people trying their best to keep up with life. So if you're in that cycle, please get out. Find any means necessary to get out, meaning get a better income. Just increase your income. That's all you have to do. By increasing your income... You can get out of those cycles. Your income is the most powerful tool you have. That's why you always hear these gurus and all these people talking about, including myself, I'm telling you that you need multiple instruments, uh, instruments, excuse me, incomes to get yourself out of debt and on the prosperity to financial freedom. So let, let's get back to uh, debit versus credit. I've lived without credit, a credit card per se. For about seven years. I haven't needed one. I don't need one now. I have my savings accounts. I have my emergency accounts. And we have cash. And we have really good multiple sources of income. Coming in to help us balance our personal life. But. If you feel that you need a credit card. To pay your bills. If you need. If you feel that you need a credit card. To sustain your life. I'm here to tell you that you don't. There's other means. Now, they're not easy, but there's many other means. I'd rather stick to debit than credit. The only time I will use credit is if I know that's going to give me really profitable returns. And that's more on the business sense. I never use credit for personal gain. I always Meaning on my personal side of life. I use credit for my business side of life. So if I want to create a new venture and I want to save my capital and I know this is going to return dividend, I'll go ahead and maybe get a a loan from the bank to give me more, uh, more capital borrowed. It's leveraged, right? But I know I'll be able to pay that back with interest and still keep some for myself in dividends. That'll be the only reason I would use that. Okay. So I hope you like this discussion. This is the Millinery Podcast. Thank you.